Welcome to the Mind Way Bueno Women in Business podcast. I'm Justine Murphy, founder and CEO of My Muy Bueno, and welcome to season two, episode three, here to inspire, support, empower, strengthen, support all of you who listen, uh, regardless of being a woman in business or not. Everyone who tunes in um, can really take away something from each and every episode. And uh, welcome to today's show. It's a pretty big one and it's very exciting. It is my first drum roll, please. It's my first guest of the season and she is amazing. But before we, uh, before I introduce her, um, yeah, firstly, thank you, Ireland. Whoop, whoop, Ireland. I think I'm going to, I need to, I really am going to need some fanfare buttons or something on here. I mean, really, we went, this podcast went to number one in the podcast charts in Ireland, in the entrepreneurship podcast charts and the business podcast charts went in at number one kicked tim ferris mr 600 million downloads off the top spot and it stayed there all of last weekend um and then since then it's been going up and down up and down up and down it's then jumped up in new zealand south africa france germany sweden and finland hello all of you um again in all of the entrepreneur and business charts so absolutely blown away by that so welcome if you are newly uh, a new listener if you have literally been blitzing through to catch up from season one to join us now here at number three um and i are uh, you know every layer of what i'm building here you know, um, every other episode is, you know, will be me sharing elements of business and life, um, you know, all of my experiences and uh, what I've come to learn and just sharing those things in a very real and authentic way, shining light on things that are less talked about um, and just bringing those truths to the table because they're things that we all experience and who, especially in business, you don't have anyone to talk to about them. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and obviously then being a woman as well in business. So sharing all of those things. And then every other episode is when I bring a guest on who is someone who inspires me, someone who I really admire, who I um, who I want to bring on or someone who I've approached to uh, because they fascinate me and, and um, I really would love them to share in a specific area that I feel that we really need to cover um, and talk about. So I've really, this the structure and the... Um, um, topics for this entire season ahead are oh, and just you know it's just gonna be uh, I, I'm, I'm just full of energy and excitement for all of it and I hope that all comes across and I hope it just boosts you and powers you up um yeah what else can I tell you we're still on lockdown in London <laughs> I've heard just like the never-ending the never-ending um lockdown again I've been kind of going to the office when I need to or but now the boys are back in school I've been able to obviously be home more doing things and I've got when my girls are in the office as well so um yeah I'm kind of flitting in and out when I need to be there and there's lots of things going on I'm busy getting all my ducks in a row it's been it's been uh, again it's you know there's no magic button at the moment there's no um it's just this continuous trying to work through it navigate it 
um, riding all the emotions, experiencing all the feels and um, coming out the other side of it. And I mean, this episode is devoted to change. And I think that pretty much that word is going to resonate with everyone right now in the entire world. Uh, We've all experienced a huge amount of change, have we not, in uh, in this last year? And I think that, I mean, change is always a good thing. And no matter, you know, sometimes it's an internal thing and other times it's from the outside and, and circumstance that, you know, you can't do anything about, you know, much like everything that happened last year in Mallorca and, and such significant change um, that happened. But even ultimately then, you know, I was the one who then made that decision. I chose to then say, let's go. We're emptying out my sights. I'm taking my family, packing everything up. Let's move. Let's get out of here. Um, and and change is very important. And uh, I'll, I'll go into all of that a bit more after uh, Samantha's been on. Um, and just, just to kind of yeah, I just want you to be powered up and boosted from her first, I think. Uh, so let me just tell you, with no further ado, a little bit more about Samantha. Uh, so she's, I mean, she's incredible. She's from Australia. If you've not heard of her before, uh, I suggest you go away and do some searching online. She, I first um, discovered her a few years back um, with her amazing jewellery line. And I, gosh, I can't remember. It's got to be like four five years ago even I can't even remember um I've been on her newsletter for a really long time uh just keeping kind of having updates every now and then and um she she, she I was so inspired by her beautiful jewelry it was kind of really all this beautiful kind of costume jewelry sort of vibes and this one ring the particular ring that I've been showing on my Instagram is a her uh bohemian bardot ring this beautiful teardrop large shaped gorgeous ring with a stone inside um and these were just like the next big big thing everyone was wearing them Ava Mendes wore one and and they sold a million of them um and that was it boom you know catapulted everywhere but it wasn't overnight you know and we'll talk about that you know so many people just immediately kind of obviously the press jumped on the whole you know overnight success and here she is she's come out of nowhere it's like no no she's got blisters all over her hands and she's been literally blood sweat and tears and all the hours into making this jewelry for years and um and and to get to this point and people again often no one sees those things it's uh I remember years ago seeing a like a Facebook mem I guess you want to call it that someone had posted and it had the the uh it was like uh, an iceberg and you see the top of it it said success and you only see that little pin that bit of the top of it sticking out of the water but then underneath all the way going deep 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 down under the water the bits no one else can see and then it's all of the failures and the you know the the hard hours and the the breakdowns and the tears and the emotional side and all of those things things um you have to go through to get there and and often people don't see that and don't um they have no idea and again people will then always kind of be like oh she's so lucky and da 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 and it's like no there's no luck about it it's just hard work it's determination it's vision it's passion it's in being inspired and excited and driven by your dreams and and that, that's what it's about. And it always, it's always about that. And Samantha is testament to that in all the ways. And her journey, she has written this amazing book. And again, I'm going to let her tell her story and then I'll kind of jump back in at the end. Um, 
But her, I mean, her story is incredible. Her book of Golden Dust um, is out now, a memoir of a creative life. And she, at the top of her success of her business, she made the decision um, with absolute clarity and peace that it was the right decision to make uh, because she'd lost that fire. She'd lost that, uh, the, the light had gone out, you know, there was no more fuel, there was no more fire. Uh, her passion and her vision had gone for, for designing and therefore she made the decision to close her business, you know, when it was at the top of it, you know, $12 million game, you know. Um, and then she set about, um, she had a diagnosis. She'd been ignoring a lot of pain for a lot of years, uh, which is something we then are going to cover as well in detail because it's a great big wake up call for so many of us who always do ignore our listening to our bodies. And this whole episode really is a reminder about that as well. Um, and then she, yeah, she had a, eventually saw someone. She was diagnosed with endometriosis with two orange big, um, fibroids inside of her had to go straight uh, into the operating theater and have surgery i mean and then ultimately here she is she's now put everything together in this amazing book and again it's just for me a massive reminder something i'm always talking about about living your authentic life um living your truth you know and um and you know, all of the, the right places to be, the right thing, everything in your journey will just come to you. The good people will come to you. The right doors will open. Everything, if you're living in your truth and you are being true to yourself, your authentic self in all the ways, there's no one else like you in the world. And, the, you know, your people will gravitate towards you and vice versa and doors will open. And this is why change is so good. Um, you know, and that's why you never know when you're, where you're going to end up. If you don't go through those stages of change, if you don't go through those hurdles, if you don't go through, uh, you know, any of it, you stay in the same place and ultimately you're going to be unhappy because, uh, you're, you, you know, you're not, uh, you know, yes. Okay. It's comfortable and people don't like change often because it's a comfortable place to be. Um, however, you know, you are then depriving yourself of all of the opportunities are out that are out there and, and the people that are out there to meet and where you ultimately, uh, where your path and your true calling is, is meant to lead you to and your purpose on this earth. So, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, it, for me, it's almost like it's a pinch me moment. It really is. Here's me interviewing on my podcast, Samantha Mill, um, Wills, a woman who has um, inspired me for many years. She's definitely on like one of my top five women who inspire me. And here I am interviewing her on my podcast. Again, that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for me being out there, sharing my story, building my women in business community over the last few years. Now it's evolved into the podcast. And now here I am. And, uh, you know, with a woman who very, lots of, lots of elements um, definitely resonate uh, with her story and mine, the things that she's inspired by, the people. She's very driven on, on lifting women up and doing more, uh, supporting women in business. So her book is really a massive go-to. Um, and I'm, yeah, hugely humbled and so excited having her on here sharing with you and uh I just think you know she she really yeah she's got so she's just got such an incredible story and I really encourage you to go out and get this book um 
and I'm not just saying that because she's here on on my show. She, her story is just it, it was unputdownable. And of course, I'm so busy in finding time to read the the book, read any book anymore with two children and running the company is impossible. Uh, so I had to really dedicate the time into it, which was obviously amazing to do. It was quality me time that I rarely get, and it's 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 just amazing and there isn't enough time to be able to go over just how much is in these pages and how much this book will become a part of your life once you read it and I think it's going to be constantly in your head and 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 pushing you in different areas and it's going to really sit with you for some time um so with no further ado let's uh let's introduce you to Samantha shall we enjoy Samantha Wills, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Oh, thank you. It's such a treat to be here. So firstly, a huge congratulations on your new book of Gold and Dust, which we're going to be talking about shortly. Um, But before we do, if you can please share with us about your incredible journey as a woman in business I believe it started all at your kitchen table back when you were just 21 making all your jewellery. So how did that, where did it all begin? Where did the jewellery making come from and the style and then the selling it? Just take us take us back there. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, when I was 11 years old, my mum put me into beading classes as like a kid, which I think to like, you know, keep me out of trouble in the school holidays. So um, I really learned the basis of jewellery making at our local craft store. I'm from a tiny little surf town, a bit like Summer Bay, like from home and away. Um, So there wasn't a lot to do there. So, you know, I was quite creative and learned the basics there. When I was 20 years old, I moved to Sydney with my best girlfriend and, um, you know, was working a retail job. I, I was creative through high school, but always thought that, you know, really smart people had careers and I was just kind of destined for a job. I was more creative. And I was like, okay, well, you do your creative is the fun thing, and then your job is, you know, the job yeah. kind of thing. So um worked, you know, retail jobs and then was just making jewelry as a as a hobby at night. And um, you know, it was on my dining table, as you said. And then friends would kind of come over and they'd be like, Oh, you know, can I buy this? And I was like, Oh, it's it's not really for sale, but I mean, yes, sure, if you want to, kind of thing, then they would bring more friends over. Then their friends would be like, hey, would you bring all this jewellery you've made to my house and I'll invite all my friends over. So it's kind of like this organic party plan. Like remember Avon parties? Or yes, Nick I was about to say, it sounds like an old school Avon party. Amazing. So and my mum used to have those all the time. So I was like, okay, that maybe that's what this is. So I was still working full time. And, um, you know, still thought this was a hobby. So I was doing parties, you know, every five nights a week, making jewellery every other night. And wow. then um, eventually uh, a friend at, um, was like, you should try and sell it down at Bondi Beach Markets, which in 2003 was, you know, a real launch pad for Australian designers. And I was like, oh, you know, no, this is a hobby. I'm, I'm not good enough to be down there. Anyway, got convinced to take the spot, took the spot, was down there for about a year, still juggling all of this with a full-time job. 
And then a friend had a showroom wall on Australian Fashion Week, at Australian Fashion Week in 2004. And he said, hey, you know, I've got this multi-branded kind of showroom. Um, would you like, we've got this panel that's about the size of the door and it'd fit your jewellery beautifully. You might want to show it to some retailers. Um, it'll be $500 for the space. And I was like, oh, I was like, all right, I'll take it hopefully, you know, to make one order back to cover the cost, thinking it was just a, you know, a marketing exercise to get more, more traffic to my market stall. Sure. And ended up writing $17,000 worth of orders in the four-day trade show. Wow. Wow. I've got goosebumps. Amazing. I mean, mean, and at 22, I'm like, two-week delivery? No worries. Two-week delivery. (laughs) Everyone a two-week delivery. And at the end of it, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I've got to hand make this jewellery. I'm going to be all night, every night, making jewellery. Did you have anyone helping you or was it just you even? You didn't have anyone just me. So anyone that walks through the door, I'm like, be this, you know, wrap this kind of thing. <laughs> if you're going to be here, was, you have um, to get to work and do something. Totally. No Love such it. thing as a free lunch. So, um, and that was really where it started. And it kind of, you know, really, um, I, I say it took off from there, but that really contradicts what I'm all about because it was really hard for the first three years. I was, um, you know, a solopreneur. I was, my hands would, I was, you know, making jewelry 20 hours a day some days, my hands would bleed. Um, I wasn't a trained jewelry designer. I wasn't trained in business. I was completely flying by the seat of my pants and ended up getting myself into $80,000 worth of debt because over those three years, while I built the profile of the brand and, you know, we were, you know, in all the magazines and it was all great, on the back end, I didn't know how to run a business. So there was no supporting structure and, um, I just kind of hit the end of the line and, you know, serendipitously, which I, I talk about in the book how I met my business partner and was like the universe. I felt like she was just sitting back watching and being like, okay, it's time now. Let's give her some help. And, um, you know, I met him three years into my journey and he turned the debt around that we didn't put a cent of money into the business, but he turned the debt around, um, within six months and we didn't have a loss making year in the 11 years that followed. So nice. it was, um, you know, always, always a good business. As he says, I just wasn't running it correctly, but with his business mind and my creative one, we, we had this great partnership. Yeah. It sounds like it. Fantastic. And then from yeah. I mean, so as it started to grow, so as you have already spotted, I am wearing one of your beautiful I rings. I saw that. And I, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I can't remember. I think it must have been, I mean, like five, six years ago. I can't, I, it must have been around the time that there was just this huge wave all about you and it hit the UK. In fact, I was living in Mallorca at the time, so I heard about you all the way over there on oh, somehow. Um, <laughs> and I just remember going, oh, my goodness, it's gorgeous. It was a whole boho vibe. And then everyone was wearing it, Taylor Swift. Ava Mendes, Drew Barrymore, Pink. I mean, wow, what a, like, how did that feel seeing all these incredible people? I mean, it's surreal. Like you say those names now and I'm like, (laughs) did that happen? (laughs) It's very surreal. And, and, you know, the ring you're wearing, which is called the Bohemian Bardo, it was, that ring put us on the map. So we released that in 2008 and Eva Mendes was um, photographed wearing it and, it just went through the roof. So that ring, um, which is a large teardrop statement shape, we ended up doing in over 366 colorways. It never left the top of our bestsellers list and over 1 million of them moved through our business in the in the 10 years it was in the business. Wow. It was wild. Like you, you couldn't have even planned a signature product like that. It was just so, it just 
yeah, it was incredible. I still, I'm still trying to work it out in my head, but it, it, it was amazing. Wow. Wow. I mean, congratulations. It's a huge achievement. Huge. So from it kind of growing from these humble beginnings with your passion for what you were doing to then just really start to take off. And there's this quote I love of yours. I've really been kind of going through reading everything there is to read about you. And there's this one quote, which again, I remember hearing it a few years ago and thought it was spot on. And now for me, you know, I'm coming up for 10 years in business. And it's so true. You said, it took me 12 years to become an overnight success. So everyone yeah. literally was like, who is this woman? She's amazing. Her jewelry's amazing. Boom. But actually there was all those blood, literally blood, sweat and tears leading up to all yeah. of that. Um, so your career took off in the biggest of ways, uh, massively successful, huge whirlwind. And then take us up to you around 2015. So you, at the time, personally, you came off the pill. Um, you started mm-hmm. experiencing quite a lot of pain and started masking that pain like you do, like we all do. And we're all guilty mm-hmm. of just popping some Nurofen just to, and carrying on and just going, oh, it's fine. I'm fine. So that was, that was 2.15. And you were, again, right then, it was the pinnacle of everything exploding and getting busier and yeah. better and... Definitely. So 2015 was quite a pivotal year, I think, for my career, because it was when I kind of started breaking out of the mold. And again, not on purpose, but, you know, it was, it was how it unfolded in a great way um, of not just being a jewelry designer. So I was getting, you know, a lot of profile opportunities. I was um, being na- I was named the creative director of the house for Treasury Wine Estate, which is one of the biggest um, wineries in the world. So I was doing a lot of other things still creatively, but outside of the jewelry pillar. Right. And at the same time, um, I, a relationship that I was in, it was three years by this point, um, that fell apart and in a really awfully, dram- I mean, no relationship that falls apart is a fun way <laughs> by any means, but this was quite a dramatic um, end to it. And um, I just crumbled, like I physically just kind of hit the deck and it just all kind of caught up with me. And when the the point of going off the pill, I was like, all right, well, this relationship's ended. I'm just going to give my body a break. I've been on the pill since I was, you know, 17 or 18 years old. Yeah. And I would use the pill um, to control my period. So if I was, you know, traveling a lot, I'm like, well, this is just a hassle. So I'll skip the pill this week and, you know, and, you know, alter, alter the natural flow of, as of we've all body. done it's something that yeah many women across the world we yeah oh, automatically God, yeah. yeah so um unbeknownst to me you know I went over, I was like all right I'm gonna give my body a break and um my cycle just like this the pain in my stomach would just start to sear and I'm like oh okay well you know and I jump on the internet and be like you know gone off pill you know tapping away looking for google md and which is a very you know vicious cycle to find yourself on when you're googling to google yes <laughs> so um you know you, you you take these headlines and you're like all right well your period's meant to get heavy as you get older or after you go off the pill this is a normal thing to happen and you're like okay well and I think our mentality around um, women's health and specifically around our cycles, we know it's not a fun time for anyone any, anywhere. Yeah. Um, we know that it's it's painful. And, you know, th- from growing up at school, we've given this stigma that, oh, you're on your period. Oh, it's, you know, she's, she's a bit moody. You know, all these things that we take on board around what is surrounded on that topic. 100%. So at this point, I'm, you know, a 36-year-old woman, but I'm still you know, still have these thoughts in, in the back of my mind. So I just normalize this. I'm like, all right, well, you know, it's meant to hurt. It's, of course you get cramps. Yeah. And it's one of those things where 
you, you're not like, oh, you know, um, you know, my hair color is this blonde and your color, your hair color is this one, and we can compare it. Mm-hmm. With with your cycle, you're not like, well, my period's heavy, and you're like, yeah, mine's heavy, but you're not sitting there being like, well, how is that comparative? Yeah. So it's this kind of um you know, there's no real framework on what does that what does that mean? It's still a very so I just kind of taboo sub- it's still a very taboo subject, really, isn't it? Again, as as women, we just get on with it and we suffer quietly and 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 we don't talk about it and we should talk about it because we are all suffering yet, you know, not shining light on it. The reality. But it's also what is the normal? Like we will just never know kind of thing. Yeah. And I think within ourselves we do we as you said, we take this neurofin, you're just like, all right, I'll deal with that later because I'm too busy right now. And I think that was my overarching thing. I'm like, no, I've got, and as you said, like in 2015, my career was, it was just skyrocketing. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm too busy to focus on that right now. Yeah. And as we, you know, our bodies, it will continue to whisper to us and tell us what it needs and what it needs. And we continue to numb her and ignore her. And, um, you know, over the years, it just got progressively worse. And, and what it ended up being was stage four endometriosis and two massive, like, orange-sized fibroids um, on my uterus. So it, and it still took me uh, another, you know, four or five or four years to actually sit myself in a doctor's office and and find that diagnosis, which is, I'm, I'm so ashamed to say, but I look back on it and I'm like, I don't think I would have... I. I was never going to do it differently until I it got so bad to the point where I physically couldn't stand up. I felt like I was passing internal organs through my body, and it was just awful. And so, yeah, so it was. It's it, we mask these things, and I don't know how it's it's so much undoing to not to not do that. If that makes sense. Yes. So we we do that in all areas. So yeah. Wow. I mean. It's incredible. I mean, and, and it's true. I mean, we go through life. And again, as women in business, again, we're so good at being, you know, juggling it all and being mothers and doing this. And we do it. We take it on. We keep taking more on and more and more. And we put ourselves last. We always do. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and it's such a, a huge message, you know, hearing your story and, and, you know, about your diagnosis, because it is a wake up call to really remind everyone to listen to your bodies and to, you know, take, take this as uh, I I was reading on your, your website, and you kind of finish, finish off on one of your, your site blogs saying how that your body is always trying to tell you something. And, you know, this is it. And, you know, nothing is more, more important than your health. And if you have been waiting for a sign, this is it. <laughs> Get checked out. Like, Hear that, ladies? Yes. Hear that? Yeah. It um, it very much it will whisper to you until you. It, it literally will slap you in the face in the end. And whether that is a physical, like you can't get up off the ground, whether it's a mental exhaustion, is this burnout? Like it, it can only give you enough warnings before it's like, all right, we enough really already. need to exactly attention. Taking your story and being inspired by that by that and. And realizing how many things, whether it's a migraine, a persistent migraine, it won't go away or blurry vision or something going on inside your body. Now is the time to do something about it. So if you are listening and there is that one thing that's been bothering you, go now. This is it. This is your your time to do so. A hundred percent. So now the topic of today's episode is all about change and 
so that whole period of time for you, I mean, that was a significant change, of course. I mean, what a what a knock, what a shock to the system to have to come come to terms with everything as well after ignoring the symptoms yeah. for so long and then going through. And I've read your story. I've read your your time in hospital and the waking up. There. I mean, it's just. You know, it's whoa, right there with you, <laughs> reading it and like, wow. Um, so coming out of the other side of that, you probably really started to look at life differently, look at things with your business and how you are living your life, I guess, very differently. Yeah. Well, I think I think I got myself into that doctor's office. And to be honest, and I talk about this in the book where, I, you know, I'd come back to Australia. So I was doing 10 days in New York, six days Sydney consistently for the last 10 years. So I was on a plane every other week. <sighs> Um, and then I would kind of keep most of my, you know, doctor's visits to when I was back in Australia. And so I'd go in and for some reason, I just didn't bring it up. I was just like, oh, no, no that's how it is. It's not, it's meant to be, it's not meant to be easy. So that's just how it is kind of thing. Then I was back on a trip and, um, and it was so bad. I said to her, oh, you know, while I've got you here, you know, I've got this pain. And, and she's like, hey, you need to get that checked out. I need to refer you to a specialist. And I had this recommendation in my hand and she didn't have another opening for another week. And I had a meeting back in New York in four days. And instead of taking that piece of paper and making that appointment, I took the business meeting because I was always like business, just like instinctively business first. I'll, I'll deal with that later. So I I had these these opportunities and and I say, I I segue with that because um, in that time I had made the decision to close my business, which is probably the biggest. And this is, so I was still in pain after, you know, making that decision. So I made the decision in um, mid 2018 and it it seems like it was like, and it was the calmest decision I've ever made to close the business. So it was before that you had the diagnosis. Yeah, it was, it was probably, um, it was it was eighteen months before, so, so it's quite um, I symbolic, eh? In a kind of you know, it's almost like like you know, there was something leading up to I'm you were about to go through an even bigger change that was more important than anything. So getting your well, ducks in about- a row first and closing it, wow. And, and and clearing that space and time to heal or to deal with you know your personal needs. So um, yeah, I made the decision to close the business. In mid 2018 and it had um it had probably been a two-year process in the lead up to that to of, of an inner turmoil that as a creative person when your you know creative flicker goes out instinctively you're like oh it's a creative block it will pass and I'm like okay I'll write it out and then after six months it still wasn't there and it it, it just kind of started to like you know tap away inside me that I didn't have the passion that I had for creating jewelry that I once did. And it took me two years to kind of rectify that in my mind. It took me a long time to accept that because, you know, you chase something, excuse me, you chase something and you want something so badly. And then you feel like you, you know, and I ever so modestly named the company after myself. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, this this is a lifetime gig. This is it. <laughs> and um, when I made the decision, it, it was two years of turmoil to get there. And I was standing, I took myself off to a meditation retreat because I was like, okay, I need to get this creative spark back. You know, this is this affects an entire company of people. I, I can't continue to go on like this. Um, I need to get this creative spark back. So I went up to this meditation ret- retreat in upstate New York and, 
um, my business partner and I would send each other observational emails um, four times a year. And he sent his through when I was up there. And the title of the email was businesses at a crossroads. And it was essentially explaining, you know, I know that you're, you're struggling creatively at the moment. How can I help you? Here's, here's the crossroads we're at as a business. And as I read that email, I was walking through this, this campus that I was at for the week. And as I read the email, I looked down where I was physically standing at this massive crossroads on the campus physically. And the road to the left was, you know, this main road around campus and it was very strong and sensible and, and the right road, you know, you could see where you were going. And then the road to my right wasn't a road at all. It was this like bark chip kind of path that went through a flower garden, the veggie patch. And I put my hand on my heart and it was the first time I even knew this was a possibility after two years of inner turmoil, put my hand on my heart and I just heard this voice and it said it in, in this whisper that I felt, it was like, it's time to close. And I, and I was like, it, it's okay, it's time to close. And it was wow. the first time that realisation reached me and it was the synchronicity of this, you know, eat business at a crossroads, I'm at a crossroads and, and it was there that I was able to create space for that information to reach me wow. and that was how I made that have yeah. that peace and that clarity from I mean wow yeah. what a moment and I mean it's hugely I mean brave and scary and what a you know I can imagine the fighting with yourself to really uh you know such a big decision like you said all the different people and yeah. everything else but if it was something born out of a love and a passion and a fire and if you don't feel that anymore for something you've created right. naturally to to tie it up and to close that chapter and then move on to something very new so that was so you had the business closing a huge amount of change and then Mm -hmm. coming from there so before what were your plans at the time did you have plans at that point could prior to then getting your your diagnosis did you you're just were focused on closing the business and were you looking ahead for no, so um, so made that decision in June 2018, and I, I sat with the decision for two weeks without telling a single soul. And I woke up every morning. I was like, "How does this feel?" I didn't ask myself, "What do you think about it?" Because thinking is like, you know, well, it's a ridiculous idea because it's a business in growth. It affects all these people. But when I'm like, "How do you feel about it?" It felt right. So I, I sat with that for two weeks. And I was like, "This is this is." the right decision. And then we did a six month closure um, because we wanted to celebrate the brand and and the people in our community. So it was a six month closure, which um, we closed at the start of 2019. And I, um, no, I I didn't have any, I knew I didn't want to sell the business because I didn't want to hand my name over. I knew I still had something creative to give. I could feel that within me, but I didn't know what that was at the time. Um, So I kind of surrendered it over and you know, throughout 2019, was still based in New York, back and forth. I was offered a book deal um, after closing. So I was like, okay, that's my next focus. And that's where I was back and forth, still with this searing pain in my body and pushing it off, pushing it off. And then it just got to a point where I went to see the specialist and she's like, hey, you've got two orange-sized fibroids within you. We don't know how far this endo is spread. You need to be in an operating theatre ASAP. And that for me was like, Okay, so, um, and I, I truly don't think I would have sat myself in that doctor's office while I still had 
other business. And I'm ashamed to say that, but I just, I think it was all to create that, that space. And I think everything happens for a reason. It really does. And for that to have tied up and for you to have had such a tug and an overwhelming, you know, force pulling you there for very good reason. There's no way you could have been running the business and going through all of that, you know, mentally, spiritually, psychologically, all of it. And now, of course, then it freed you up completely, both of, so how long did it take for, in terms of pain, to be pain-free? How long after your surgery did that Um, healing? I mean, and and just to put preface around endometriosis, one in nine women have it. This is a very, very common thing that I think people just don't really, they just associate their period being a shitty time, but it's like, oh, hang on, there could be something more. So it is quite... um, common so you know my i was in hospital for two days um and then it was probably i don't know a week out and obviously you you know you've had major operations so it's it's quite sore that way but it changed my life coming out of that operating theater changed it gave me 10 days a month of my life back like it i i cannot handle my heart tell people if there is something that you don't feel is right it's probably not right and go and go and get it checked out because you get a quality of life back that you didn't even know you were you might know you're missing it, but it is so much sweeter when when they hand it back to you that way. Wonderful. Wonderful. So now let's talk about your book because it's here. It's in my hands. Of Gold and Dust, a memoir of creative life. Like, wow. It's amazing. <laughs> it really is. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, for me, now that I've read it, it's a part of my life now. That's how I feel oh, about it. It's so and Thank you. it's so powerful. And this book will resonate with everyone who reads it. 100% every woman who is a woman in business must buy this book. Uh, available at Book Depository. And I'll, we'll be putting the link on the podcast. And I'll remind you all at the end. Um, but it's just the details. Your uh, your humour comes through. Your personality comes through. Uh, all the little extra. I love the chapter titles, which are brilliant. I'm going to be waving all these carrots, so you all have to buy the book because I'm not going to be going into too much detail about all these things that I love. Um, there are so many jaw drop moments, which you've shared, which are amazing. For me, the one, I'm not going to go into it. For me, I couldn't turn the page after you talked about Bamboo Oyster. Right. And what you did with the emails. (laughs) Yeah. That still gives me slight hives and anxiety now to think about what I did there. So I felt like Um, I needed a very Aussie uh, shut the front door sort of moment (laughs) when that, (laughs) I was literally, I couldn't turn the page. My jaw was dropped. I was like, and I had to process it going, you did not do that. And it was just so overwhelming. Um, I, it I must had, have been seeing so many I mean, emails pouring, mm-hmm. like your whole chest must have been really tight. And you'll all, you'll, you'll, you have to buy the book if you want to hear more, <laughs> read more about this. But I mean, seriously, wow, very brave, very bold and wow, you know, amazing. Um, so yeah, kudos to you. It took me a couple of, uh, a couple of minutes to just stop, process, turn the page. <laughs> and then literally you take us on your journey in such an honest way. Um, and I think this, uh, I've just literally recorded the intro to this podcast now as well. And just sharing, I'm always reminding women um, in business and women always, you know, it's so important to be living your authentic truth. You know, there's only one you, your life, your world, your journey. And we have to go through all of these things to ultimately get to where 
we're meant to be going and our path. Uh, we've got to go through those hurdles. We've got to go through change. Uh, it's how we grow. It's how we learn. It's how we meet new people. And I think your book really embodies all of that because you just take us through all these stages. I mean, the pink story, goosebumps, amazing. <laughs> obviously, the story about the Bohemian Bardo ring is incredible. The Rachel Zoe moment. She's obviously yeah. one of my other... I was, I was, I was like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> but you got <laughs> damn. <laughs> um, you, I mean, you just got so many. But I love as well that like, you talk about it's not just the the highlights, it's not just the reels. It's you know because it is. It's the realities. It's the ups, the downs, the pitfalls. Um, you know, it's not all the shiny, glossy stuff you see on the outside. It's real life. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. It's not. Oh wow, looky her going around the world. No, it doesn't just fall from the sky. And I think that's what I love as well. And for me, and I think women in business who read it will then really, for me, it was kind of like, you know, there was one part, it was in Leap of Faith, one chapter, Leap of Faith. Um, It was a moment when Jennifer was coming and you wanted to get some of your jewellery to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that was a proactive moment. You were proactive about getting jewellery to her for that to actually happen. It's the initialising of that. Again, things don't just magically fall from the sky. Everything, you know, you've gone through it and you can see these moments, reading it all and seeing it from a distance. And I think to have, um, you know, the real honour to be able to wrap up the last two decades, essentially, with, you know, that perspective to look back on in hindsight, um, but to see, you know, and I couldn't see it at the time, all those, um, you know, the, where the stars align and all these things are crossing your path. I couldn't see that happening at the time. But when you're yeah, able to stand back a bit and see how everything is truly interconnected on your journey. Um, and I think the other thing, you know, and, and I I think this is so important. It's like obviously there's the highlight reel, which we all see with, with whatever we're looking at on Instagram. And sometimes we might get a glimpse into, into the hurdles and, and those hardships on the floor. I think that definitely needs to be spoken about more. But it's that middle part, that human element that as, you know, a woman in business, as someone who, you know, we say like the world doesn't stop when we're grieving or when we're experiencing trauma. Or, you know, you're not calling into the boss calling sick because you are, you are the, the boss. boss. Yeah. So. Totally. Yeah, so it's um, so I really hope, and it's so kind. Your words are so kind, thank you. But I really wanted, to, you know, to make sure that it had that human element around the realities of what life is when you are running a business. One hundred percent, and it does. I mean, it really does, you know. And we've all been there in different ways, shapes, and forms. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, obviously, of course, there's the Sex in the City part, the earrings, and, yep. and again, you know, encourage everyone. They've got to go out there. They've got. I mean, they've got to explore your book for themselves now. It's you know, no buts about it. The there's so. <laughs> much else you can draw from it though um from a business perspective the reminder about the power of community there's that whole Mm. set when you talk about the um uh connecting with your instagram community and having everyone's input about the color of the stones and that then dictated the next collection from the very people who are going out there and buy like wow like get a goosebumps it's so simple but so effective powerful no totally and i think you know when you think about you know that story but anything within community with our our brand consumers it's like talking to her is not going to work talking with her is is where you see conversation it's where you see loyalty and that's the connection and i think that was that the story that you mentioned there is definitely the turning point for me in realizing that Amazing, really great, and I think it will be a, an eye opener for a lot of people. Definitely um, reading it. It's uh, there's one quote in there which was I had to go and look it up because it just yeah I hadn't heard it before. You can't be what you can't see. 
Marion mm. Wright Edelman. Wow, so right. powerful. And then you shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't need permission from, uh, from anyone else but ourselves. And just that reminder again, you know, about why it's so important to walk in our truth, speak our truth, you know, in our yeah. own timing, when it's the right time, but how we can share that and strengthen others, have an impact. And yeah, of course, if, if others aren't doing the same thing, then how you can't see it. So how can you ever, you know, you, we, we need that. We need to be encouraging women to be doing that and speak. Yeah. yeah. So that was a huge bit which just resonated with me and I know others. And now there's a section um, you've got. You went through this real spiritual path, obviously. So I'm guessing your family were Christian when you were young. And then you went mm -hmm. through all of your astrologies and then the universe and you talk yeah. often. But ultimately, and as a Christian, I can say this, you came back to God at the end and you did send a prayer up to him. <laughs> Maybe I not. Did. I did. <laughs> Which was I, quite good, no, I think, um, coming yeah, around. Yeah, no, it's, it definitely was a journey. And, you know, I think, and I, I talk about this a lot, I'm like, I found... I feel like I found God again, but not through the framework of religion. So I, I definitely put, you know, my religious upbringing to a great understanding of, of that path. But, um, you know, that one never resonated in my soul, but I definitely found my way back to it uh, th through a different lens. Amazing. So um, it's definitely it. woven through there. I yeah. think, <laughs> and, and throughout the whole book, once again, just continuously show, you know, everything happens for a reason. And just all right. these little nuggets of things as they crop up. And again, often we won't see them because we're right. so close to them. But then, I mean, it must be really powerful when you really did to look back, to have perspective and writing it, being like, wow, like just to see that connection now. Yeah, through. and I think, you know, so often I think what I have in my experience I'm like we hold on to a certain outcome that's meant to happen in a certain way in our timing and look exactly what we think it's going to look like We're not and we hold on so so tight and I'm like if we just loosen that grip a little bit and that's what that's what I was able to look back on this I'm like everything that you know you you put out there came to you in in some way it just might not have been in the way you thought it would and definitely not in the time it's that's not our time yeah so. I mean you did have some like I mean it's just not even on my notes, but straight away that kind of takes me back to the uh, writing about, you know, Sydney and uh, Munich and London. Yeah, on your, yeah. And then literally, boom, there it is. It's happened, like manifesting yeah. everywhere here. This is amazing. <laughs> I mean, really, there's just so much power in that, though. It's, it's just like that real, um, yeah, just really kind of cements that, I think. And uh, and obviously the people around you obviously got to have a shout for Mel, who clearly is an amazing and outstanding friend. He is. <laughs> and Jeff, I've got to say, his reply when you were like, actually, option A, option B, option C, they're all great, but no, none of those things, we were just going to close. <laughs> his, right. re his reply was amazing. Wow. Oh, look, and complete credit to him, um, you know, and, you know, you'll meet Jeff in the book, but he's, um, you know, he was the business side to my creative side, and he's like a... He's like a pit bull dog where he's like really <laughs> out there and aggressive, but underneath it, a real heart of gold. And um, yeah, he's been my biggest support through that business journey. Um, hand on my heart, couldn't have done it without him. What an anchor. And that's, yeah, you can throw out the whole book. Like what a great guy. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, and then, yeah, of course, then you go, uh, I mean, it was literally last January, your surgery and yeah. yep. COVID then hitting the world and everything. Just, well, it was. It was very, um, you know, as with everything, I was very disappointed when the book wasn't released this time last year due to the, the climate. 
Um, but yeah, to be able to add, add that, you know, endometriosis element into it only could have happened because of because of COVID. So well, I'm very grateful because I think, you know, especially with March being endometriosis awareness a month, I think there needs to be so much bigger conversation around it. So the fact that story is in the book, I, I feel grateful for. I think it's such an important one. And once again, it ties in with us as women, busy women, women in business and how we don't listen to our bodies when we really need to be, you know, um, and and listen to those warning signs. So I think it really does tie, the whole thing ties up and packages itself absolutely beautiful in a lovely wooden Samantha Wills box. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So that's it. And then for me, really, the final pages, um, you know, for me, I'm always about paying it forward. So I'll be photocopying them and passing the book on for for a girlfriend to read. But otherwise, if you're not doing that, you must tear them out and put them in the fridge because on the fridge door, because your last two or three pages of the book are really powerful um and yeah really resonate and again i'm always saying about you know there's no such thing as work-life balance and as you hit on it you know when you're a creative entrepreneur you know because you put so many hours in and it doesn't feel like work but you know you're you're constantly you're all in all the time um but it is yeah it is a creative life and that's exactly um what you've shared here so brilliantly. So I just want to say a massive thank you, Samantha. Uh, thank um, you. <laughs> for sharing your creative life with all of us, uh, for being a remarkable guest, and both with this episode and, of course, then share just your book. It's fantastic. So it's out. It's on Book Depository for international shipping. Um, go and order it immediately. Go and search for it. The link is on the podcast. <laughs> um yeah you will be it yeah this is a book that's going to really um stick with you for a very long time and it's going to really push you in all the right ways so samantha thank you so much for coming on the show and wishing you all the best with your book tour thank you so much that means the world and it's such a treat to talk to you so lots of love and thank you thank you there we go what an amazing guest I hope you all absolutely enjoyed Samantha and everything she had to share. Um, But yeah, go and buy that book because it's just fantastic. Um, Buy it, buy it for someone else that you know as well, uh, who's a woman in business or someone who may just need some inspiration at this time. So change is what the focus is all about. Change is a good thing. Always. It pushes you out of your comfort zone. Um, It's an opportunity to experience more, an opportunity to embrace new experiences, gain new perspectives. um, And ultimately, I would say to find out who you really are. Um, I think when you go through um, a transition or a transitional period in your life, I find, you know, and I think that your your mind expands in a way that it just hasn't in the past uh, because your experiences, of course, have then taken you to a new place. You've had to go through that change. Um, you find out what you can handle and what you can't. And you find out kind of a bit more about your limitations and what you are ultimately made of. Um, you know, and I think that you, you kind of get to a stage where you figure out a better path to take in your life, um, you know, where you are now, where you have been in your past, whether it wasn't, you know, the right um, direction to be going in and then something might steer you off in a completely different direction, uh, whether it's through a relationship or work or circumstance or health, you know, again, um, 
just in any part of your life, you know, they could be change. And, you know, often, in, and it is scary, of course it is, but we just have to keep on trusting and rolling with it and, um, and knowing that no matter what on the other side of it, uh, you know, what's going to be on the other side is going to be better and take you to a place that, you know, you just never would be otherwise had it not been for taking that plunge jumping off that cliff and and just going for it so you know do you need to make change in your life at the moment do you need to make change with your health do you need to make change in your business right now um are there things weighing you down are there uh you know i mean samantha's story her amazing journey just um is a is a, a real reminder you know that you, you, you know again nothing goes smoothly life is hard uh, relationships are hard um you know circumstances your health can get a, gets affected all these things can stop you in your tracks and um you know like samantha just said you can't you don't when it's your business you don't get to call in and, and call sick you know and call into the boss because you are the boss you've got to just keep moving and uh, and keep showing up and um and know that you know the other side is going to hold fantastic opportunities and um i also find change Speaking from experience, again, I, you know, I th think it makes you more flexible and just more adaptable. Um, I think you get, you kind of embrace chaos better. Um, you know, and I think over the last few years, I've had so many crazy ups and downs and situations that have happened and they, you know, everything that happened in the last year with COVID, I kind of just took it in my stride, really. And it's, it's not down that saying that isn't downplaying the enormity of the change and how grueling and upsetting and emotional it was it didn't harden me that's the difference um but it was uh, i i embraced the chaos better um it was achievable i had confidence to be able to make decisions and trust those decisions and um and thrive ultimately in a new situation and uh yeah i think that's something that you will learn and you know you just keep on being better equipped through different situations of course um and also i think you 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 start saying yes to more as well you start to you know you have more opportunities more experiences meet more people and you just never know where it will take you all because you made that step of change so i think that kind of summarizes um change that's all my notes depleted for you so uh i hope you've enjoyed this episode a great deal if you have please do uh rate and review it in the comments because that always helps for others to see it and uh next episode will be back in a fortnight uh, it's all going to be i can't believe i haven't covered it yet but it's just been too many very important topics but now this one ultimately has to happen next which is all about being a working mama uh, or we've just had Mother's Day, so it's very today. Today is Mother's Day, um, so I had a lovely day with my boys. Uh, but over the years, it's not been easy. It's very difficult, obviously. Um, 
everything that happened with Seth when he was born and then his disability and throwing all that in the equation and being on my own at the time and uh, and then along the way but again it's again it's still the same pattern the same things again will crop up a time you know in different ways and I think we'll start seeing these patterns over um, different episodes different guests again it's the same core values it's the same um it's just the same pattern emerging again, you know, uh, you will have hurdles, you will have hardships, you know, but remaining positive and getting to the other side and being stronger and being better equipped. But yeah, shining light on all the realities, though, of being a mummy, um, how hard it can be, the sacrifices you have to make, the moments of guilt. Uh, I mean, you know, um, yeah, I mean, those of you who have been following me for a while will remember all of the nights that I used to sleep on my office floor with my boys, uh, juggling so many balls insanely. Actually, now looking back at it, it's insane. That, that, but that was just the situation at the time because we kind of had no choice, really. It was kind of that was the, yeah, the better, better solution, the best solution, the only solution at the time. So, um, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Have a great two weeks. And, um, can't really think of anything else that's going on. We'll still be in lockdown, still busy juggling all the balls. Uh, med season starting to kind of, actually it's not the med season at all. It's still the Caribbean season and the Pacific season of the yachts starting to kick off, which is great. Uh, lots of you have been messaging and tagging for photos that you've been cooking from the My Muy Bueno cookbook, which is brilliant. Uh, I hope you have all been enjoying it to the full and anyone that you gifted my cookbook to is absolutely just super happy and loving it and will thoroughly enjoy all of the recipes inside. Uh, wishing you all really well in these next two weeks. And again, whatever's resonated with you from this episode, you know, write it down, write notes down. Uh, it's the beauty of being on a podcast now. You can go back, you can re-listen to things again, get ordering Samantha's book and read it immediately because it's going to really um, impact you in so many ways. Like I said in the beginning, it's a book now that's, you know, it's part of my life. It's, it, it's, it's just, it was very powerful, very well written, um, beautifully well written actually. And yeah, I blitzed through it relatively fast actually. And it was lovely because it was, um, some self-care time, some very rare self-care time. And I'm so glad and grateful for, for that as well. So I feel, um, yeah, very rested, very ready now to power on for a busy week ahead. So wishing you all well, and I will see you in two weeks time for our Working Mamas episode. Uh, do share this podcast with any friends, any other women in business, any loved ones, anyone you feel it may resonate with and inspire. Um, get rating, get popping your stars on and uh, wishing you all the best for these next weeks ahead. As always, make sure your ducks are always in a row and sending all the love and the positive vibes your way. Till then.